Hello everybody, we're doing a double ender today. Um, I like double have, enders. Yeah, we go. So you got to a great start. Uh, welcome to the Car Culture Podcast. My name is Alex. With me, as usual, is Mr. Daniel. Daniel, say hi to the people. We have a phone over here. Can we turn the phone off? There we go. <laughs> Daniel, do you want to say hi? Hi to the people. There we go. And yeah. with us, a very, very special guest. I think all of us know of you. Mr. Zlatko, I know about you. You've been uh, monumental in the car scene here. Don't worry, I'm not going to say anything weird. You look at me like I'm going to say something weird. <laughs> you have been monumental in the car scene. You'll get used to this. Yeah. Right. So would you like to introduce yourself to anyone who happens to not know you? Right. Well, thanks for the polishing. I loved it. Um, my name is Zlatko, also known as the Big Z. Or as Adnan calls me, Uncle Z, right? <laughs> Been around for about uh, almost three decades. Um, involved in the highlights involved the starting of the Top Performance magazine, which is the region's first enthusiast media and tuning uh, publication. Uh, done my bit of tuning, racing, crashing cars and stuff like that. We've just heard a lot from Adnan in the previous podcast of him blowing up engines in Hondas. What's well, part of the growing up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You just crash him instead. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> and before we forget this time, most importantly, we have uh, oh, yeah. DJ Ahmed on the ones and twos and the number threes as well. Ahmed, say hi. Hello, hello, one, two, three. He doesn't like Hondas because he drives, what do you drive? Toyotas. You got Yotas, yeah. Right. So I think the best place to start is uh, at the beginning. That's well, the you just want to talk media, right? Because yeah. you would be, yeah, when you said, you said the first enth- uh, enthusiast. Well, media for like Publication, car, yeah. Yeah, car enthusiasts as such. Right. But you were, so when I, I've been here a while now, and I guess when I started to try and find out about more about the car scene, the magazine was still a magazine, right? Like no one else, Wills was around, I think, at the time. But they, this was, was there different. Evo or anything like that here? I wasn't released? reading it. No, no, no. No, no they were all like a, a few years later, a few years after. We started in 2005. Okay. Uh, yes, that's before. Yeah, before I came, yeah. Right. Well, look, just a few years before that, I, I think uh, what we need to mention is uh, the end of the 90s. So two, two big things that happened uh, is the introduction Inter- of the autocross racing here. Yeah. That was a big thing. That so when did you get here, if we're talking about the 90s, man? We're talking OG. When did you come to the UAE? Uh, my driving license actually says 89, but I believe... <laughs> I'm born in 89. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I get, like, I go past my car and the, the guy goes like, 89. I was third grade at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, end of the 90s, two big things. Uh, start with the autocross, which we, we all basically rushed. It was the only racing available at the time except, except karting. Yeah. And then that's where we all learned to sort of uh, modify our cars, prepare them you know, for better handling, better performance. Started getting deeper into it. And second thing that probably we all appreciate is like, I think it was also 99, we discovered the Japanese scrapyards in Sharjah. That was monumental. That was like, first of all, you thought like it's something out of an alien movie. You walk yeah. in, you see like drift cars and race cars and half cuts and you go like, is this for real? So that's been going on in Sharjah for many, many years then. Yeah. Like. Over two decades. Because, well, I, I'd love to rewind and go back to go back to that time, but I guess there'd be loads of stuff that is A, no longer available and or B, that's worth so much money now. Yeah, like. that's it. It was easy, accessible, and cheap in the beginning. Yeah. And then uh, there was lots of selection of good stuff, even complete cars. Some of them stolen. Yeah, most of them stolen. Mm. Stolen yeah. from Japan? Stolen from as Japan. in yeah. famous cars, uh, tuner race cars from Japan, and suddenly it's in Sharjah. Yeah. So really? Yeah. Still <laughs> even to this day. Yeah, I was about to say, I've heard like stuff. It's, 
it's well, kind some of dodgy a, cars turning up in Charger. But you, d- you didn't hear Charger of Florida, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, fast forward 2005, we started the magazine. It was literally just like guys sitting like this together and uh, flipping through some Japanese, American, UK magazines. We're talking about uh, Super Street, Banzai, stuff like that. Exactly, sport compact car, turbo. And then uh, the very famous Umer Khan says, Hey, we don't have anything like this here. And me and Khaled bin Hadi look at him. What do you say? He goes, We don't have anything like this here. Next day evening, the proposal for the magazine was ready, supported by Khaled bin Hader, wholeheartedly and financially and in any other way. And uh, about four months later, we're in business. And that and was 2005? Five, yeah, exactly. Mm. We started end of 2004. February 2005, first issue was out. And, and what would, how would you describe the magazine in one sentence, just for everyone to know, like, what was the, what was the idea behind starting it? Look, the idea was uh, basically spread the awareness on tuning, the custom car culture, uh, custom car events, uh, the proper way of modifying cars, uh, you know, availability of, you know, awareness of uh, available parts, uh, famous tuners. Uh. So it was a car culture magazine, really? Well, you said it. No, but I mean, like, in, in the purest sense of Not what, like, the culture was. It's just and what, what was yeah, going on 100%. here at the time. Yeah. And so I think uh, Samir... This, this man put me in contact with Samir, who was UAE Boost. Right. Which was possibly... You, you yeah, I remember. I, was he, I came in 2007. So I, I remember yeah. spending time on UAE Boost. I was Boost 2008. <laughs> and like UAE Boost was probably the first introduction. Because I came from a world of forums. Magazines uh, in the UK were kind of like... Piston heads, you mean, that kind of stuff. Or proper uh, like specialty no. forums. So, yeah, Volkswagen forums, because I liked Volkswagens back in the day, because I had right. no taste. And then I worked out Japanese cars were a lot better. Yeah. Um, and that was when I, when I moved here, by the way. But, yeah, so I came from a forum background and then moved here, and the forums are pretty early days here. But I sat with Sam here the other day, and I was actually really surprised about the amount of events, the amount of, like, builds... I never seen them, and he's still right. doc- he's still got images now. It's like archaeology almost, right? I mean, I've told him li- you yeah. need to keep, you know, get that back online and keep it because it's part of history, right? It is. I mean, at the time there was not much. It was the Evolve uh, forum. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was on that as well. And uh, there was not much. To of buy petrol heads was that? A bit uh, later. A bit yeah, later. Yeah. A bit later. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. And he's actually an excellent photographer, so all combined. Yeah. He used yeah, to he shot my car and I like it. No, don't go into it yet. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about his wing on his No, 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 no. We'll get into that. We'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end because I want to keep the momentum. Yeah. We're on track. We're doing all right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's also contributed to the magazine. He shot a few features for us as well. Yeah. And he's done a good job in spreading the stuff. But then I think uh, he got busy with work. Yeah. He, didn't, he was not having enough time to mm-hmm. sort of develop the, the UA Boost further. He was sort of hanging in there and then like at some point just like fell off. He's trying to make a comeback now. Like right. in into I think he's building a new website. We'll probably get him in here. I haven't even told these guys. I sat with him and had a coffee with him for about three hours and I was like, wow. Like anyway, so but going back to where you were, you've seen all this stuff, right? There was yep. the UAE back in two thousand and five did have a thriving car scene. It did, it did. I mean and we probably always had a thriving car scene, but you have no record of it, right? Yeah. Mm. And you have nowhere to witness this because because uh, that was pre-social media almost as well. I think we we're just talking. Facebook. It was no, it's pre-social media, yeah. right? Like, and right, you, right. The, the thing with this country is, is that 
a lot of people come and go, right? Like it's a transient place. Right. You know, people come here for a few years and move on. So they don't even leave a mark, or you mean like it's just like disappeared almost into the sand. Right? Go very, like cars disappear really quickly here as mm. well, right? Like <laughs> they get recycled in the UK and in the scene because they'll get sold on to other people. But yeah, you know, going back to it, you've seen it all. And I guess, well, you must have seen it all, right? Like you've seen the car scene grow out of nothing to peak to where we are now. I don't know. Would you say we're any far further forward than we were back in 2005? I would say yes. Uh, in terms of presence of uh, the big names in here, talking about, let's say, tuners and product developers from US, Europe, uh, Japan and Southeast Asia. Yeah, I think there is much more presence of those. But uh, in a way, that uh, I would say that the, the, the car culture, the tuning scene was a bit more pure at the time. Yeah. Now it's become so big. There are so many events. There's so many clubs. There's so many groups. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few clubs. I already <laughs> offended everyone that was in a club, probably in one of the other podcasts. Right. So, so clubs were instrumental at, at some point of development of the scene. But now it's, it's just like become, I would say... It's like you buy a... I'll try not to offend anyone, a Dodge Charger, and you have to be in the... The club. The you, you buy, yeah, you right. buy a, a Golf, you buy a Wrangler, you buy a Challenger, a Mustang. What's right. <laughs> 86. You actually have to be in one of the clubs, because when we had the original clubs, the scene was actually probably much healthier and stronger. And then healthier some people... Healthier is interesting. What do you mean by healthier? Look, what happened is in many of the clubs, uh, you always have members who are like unhappy with how the club is run, this and that, yeah, and policies. all of a sudden they start their own club, and then yeah, yeah, after yeah. like two years, another club branches out from that club. <laughs> Go check out the Jeep scene if you want to <laughs> see what that looks like. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it was a bit more genuine at the time, and uh, everybody was sort of sticking together. You're in one club. You might not be 100% happy with the way it's run, but like it's like, you know, we are the Wrangler guys, we are the Challenger guys, we are the Honda guys. For me, I hate the idea like, of clubs because... Just because I drive a certain car, why does it mean I have to, you know, spend time with someone else that drives a Golf R? Mm. Like, I just want to spend time with like-minded people, but they might drive different cars altogether. But the but support is good. Like, the one-mate clubs, for me, my NSX has been, a, a lot, there's been a lot of help with getting parts for the cars like that. Because, um, like, if there is a level of, like, prashness to say... Um, we're going to do this thing, we're a club, we're going to have jackets, we're going to have badges, we're going to have everything. Whereas, like, there is the support side, just to kind of uh, counterbalance. But, yeah, that is a thing. I think now, I don't know, it's weird now, like, people always ask, where can I get X, Y, and Z part from? It doesn't mean they, they'll approach me or some other guys that I know. They're not going to be just because I drive a mm. Sylvia or something. I don't know, I still, I still don't like that whole club thing. But back in the day, I guess you needed a reason... I don't know, what, what was it like? Was it, I had a Mustang, I'm in a Mustang club, or was it like, because here it just feels like you go and buy a Mustang because you can buy a Mustang, and you join the Mustang club because you've got nothing else to do. But back then when there was clubs, was it they were actually passionate about building their car? It's not like I've just gone and brought an indisposable car as such. Look, I think the, the one thing that's never lacked in this country is passion. Uh, from the early days when there was not much available around and like, the parts, parts were like really scarce and like the choice was almost, uh, it was minimal, it was almost nothing there available. Uh, the passion has always been present. It's just like uh, as the year passed and like the more stuff became available to people, they uh, got an opportunity to express themselves through their builds mm. in good and bad ways, we know that, right? <laughs> Are we talking about those certain builds? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> we want to get into something. That's what he said. No, he's talking about jokers. That's what I think he's talking about. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, you want to have a conversation about cars now, yeah? <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, but, but again, so, yeah. Sorry, but I would agree with you that the one thing that really works well with clubs is basically the, the sharing of resources. Mm. Yeah. You know, helping uh, members parts, find like stuff, parts, services, mm. stuff like that. And uh, I think in the beginning, they used to run after discounts, special offers, everything for staff uh, members. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like so big that they don't even bother with that. But at least the club has a good reach in terms of resources, mm. you know, servicing, repairing, painting, accessories, parts. And, it's, and it, I think beyond just cars, it gives people something to do. It gives them community. It gives them a purpose, like beyond work. So nine to five, you are, a, like I always say, admin at a steel distribution company but on the weekends you are the VP of the owners club and you do all the things it is to a lot of people the activity that they like to do right beyond just uh, the support and the kind of like functional benefits there are those emotional benefits of being like I am the VP of the club yeah or if, if you have some clubs that are really active they do drives they do yeah. track, track days they do autocross like the Renault club I think the Renault club is really like they're having autocross fun events uh, or social events and, uh, you know, some of this club is really well done and organized and you can actually enjoy the time with the, the club rather than just curse, cursing the one who arranged the, this drive to Fujera, you know, with... Basically. That's kind of where we are. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we, a load of us met the, uh, a couple of Fridays ago. This idiot was invited. Shouldn't have been. But, like, you know... You invited me. <laughs> <laughs> just a, gr- a, like a group of mates really meeting up outside of... Of work, and we don't all drive the same car, right? Except there was everyone was driving a JDM car, an older JDM car. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so going back to the yeah time, how do you think it's moved on now? Because it social media must have had a ma- well, social media. Well, and specifically the on magazines as well, because I I remember I used to read Banzai when I was a kid in the UK, and the 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 thing Banzai covered were builds, right? Yep. You would pick up the magazine, you see a crazy build, it'll go, you'd have like the shopping list on one side of the back and you'd have all the things they did to it all the build and everything that that thing that people chased and the, what the magazines were as well at the time kind of evolved into social media involved into youtube I, I i really do agree with dan i think that would be interesting to talk about that media scene and how it changed before and afterwards here and just kind of in its like generally Right. Well, in my opinion, it's become gradually more superficial because mm. in the magazine, you have to have, like, as you said, full details of the builds, technical details, sometimes like some side items, you know, explaining bits yeah. and stuff like that. We even used to have in the magazine at, at the beginning, like uh, a dictionary explaining what certain terms meant. Now everything is so superficial, basically a couple of good photos, flip, flip, flip. You have no idea what actually is in that. And you're digesting mm. it so quickly as well, because a magazine is something that comes up once a month, you spend time with it, you read it back to back, and I still keep them. So you of can go back and be like, oh, do you remember The kids thing? today won't know what a magazine is, right? They'll just know what Pinch and zoom. TikTok is, right? So, yeah. I think what's funny, I think we're all talking about it in quite uh, somber tones, that we're, something's been lost, right? Yeah, it has. Um, look, the advantage of the current scene is like you're able to, you have access to more stuff and you can actually see you can see much more than before. As you said, you're waiting... From around the world, yeah. Exactly. You're waiting for the end of the month or beginning of next month to, to get the next copy. Mm. And like, that's it. It's like 50, 60, 70 pages and, you know, that's it. Then I also think that, you know, back in the... So when, when I was in the Volkswagen scene, everyone wanted to be in PVW, right? So you're building your car just to get in, in the magazine. And I think it's a lot harder. Now someone will just share an image of your car on Instagram. It's definitely not the same as seeing it in an actual publication, right? Like yep. there's, a, there's a real difference there. So um, that magazine still exists, but I don't think people are really... They're specialty now. Because I, I still pick up magazines and stuff, but they've gone into like 
uh, Magneto and what's it, Road Rat and all that kind of stuff. They're very coffee table kind of. Uh, yeah. Even JDM. That's interesting. That like the JDM scene was always the scrappy thing. It wasn't the fancy European and you know American muscle kind of. Thing. It was, but that's almost a maturing into something a bit more mature. I'm now going to ask like a semi-personal question, but was the magazine <laughs> actually generating income? Like, uh, yes and no. Uh, the, 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 the background of this is that basically you have to deal with uh, media agencies yeah. and you have to deal with the clients directly. Now, in dealing with the clients directly, we, we actually had quite good success and we had you know, good months with the magazine was making profits, some special editions and stuff like that. Uh, but basically, it was, it was uh, quite hard dealing with media agencies that uh, they're nothing short of sharks, business sharks. Yeah, that, yeah. I uh, know, I work with the media agencies. <laughs> Look, that's my experience that uh, some of them, uh, I don't want to generalize, but basically while claiming they work in the best interest of, the, of their client being General Motors or Michelin or Castrol, uh, the story was completely different. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, I would say that those budgets were circulating amongst the closed circles. Yeah. And then the new medias, like newcomers in town, probably only get crumbs from the table. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was a bit of a challenge, but we diversified and we managed to, uh, you know, to, 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 to create uh, other revenue sources to uh, sustain that. Um, fortunately, the things, it's, things started really deteriorating, not only for us, but like for media in general around 20, 2015. Yeah. Leading towards 2019, like many media just died because uh, of the changes in, 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 in the nature of the... And people's behavior, right? Exactly. Like you said, yeah. So the classic media was dying. There was lots of confusion. We had clients where the marketing manager would say, I want to see that printed copy on my table. And then the social media manager saying like, no, who, who reads that? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Check so out these numbers. Yeah, exactly. And numbers, I get you could say they don't lie, but they can. When was the... Uh, can you remember the last time you actually published uh, a... F the final issue of the magazine, like, did you go to an online platform at some point? We did, like, well, like a crank digital. and piston almost, right? No, I think you you were posting digital Yeah, yeah we did. We, we did about uh, eight and a half, nine years of uh, print. Then we went fully digital, and that was an interesting change, actually. Uh, was it like a digital magazine, iPad kind of stuff? Exactly, like a flip, flip, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, flip yeah. book. Uh, it was easier to produce, quicker to produce, yep. much cheaper, cheaper to produce yep. without printing. Layouts and stuff must have been so much easier to do. If exactly. You did digital, Distribution was, again, very yeah. easy. Uh, and that completely changed the structure of companies to advertising with us. So we had uh, fewer of those, uh, let's say, car manufacturers, car yeah. dealers, but we got much more on the side of uh, tuning companies, uh, tuning products. Workshops. Uh, sometimes workshops as well, yeah, we did. And uh, events, uh, that, that, that was the significant change. Um, revenue was uh, less, but the expenses were way significantly less than producing the print. And the you print. probably had numbers, because if it's digital, you can actually go into like last physical week numbers. we had physical yeah. Exactly. numbers. Yeah. 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 That was uh, in, in a way easier to sell to those who are uh, you know, following the trends. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they call it, uh, with, with the old print media, even if you do some advertising, uh, with some codes and stuff that people have to redeem, you'll, like, you'll never... Oh, you mean attribution, right? You'll never, you'll never know the reach, the real mm -hmm. reach of, yeah. of, of, of you know, printed ads and the print media. And so when was the final digital version? When was that, like, when you decided that was it? We're moving. The final digital version was our issue 100, 115. It's pretty like good, that. man. So it's a good run, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, do you have them as well? Save some. Yeah. Do you have Do you have every single physical copy somewhere? Like, uh, what does Khalid still have? A colleague of mine has. He actually basically saved all of those, plus yeah. all the backups. Man, that'll be that'll be cool. Because that's a part. It, like, this is the what I was saying to Samir as well. UAE boost. I'm like, you know, it's part of our, you know, history here, right? Right. You know, and someone still needs to be able to. Like, I'd love to go back. I had some physical copies, and I think I had the digital copies as well back in the day. But I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I'd love to be able to go back and just see something from, you know, two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven to relate to. Right. Like, so yeah. I don't know if there's any way you can get it back online somehow. But, but yeah. Like an archive. Yeah. I'll work on it. <laughs> Did you write a lot of articles, by the way? Did you? What was your role in? Look, in the beginning, uh, it was only Umer, myself, and a graphic designer who was shared with our media, with our advertising agency. So, I would do most of the photography, editing, writing, doing the layouts. Yeah. And Umer was doing all the marketing, uh, sales, meetings, uh, distribution. So uh, I've written a lot of it. Yeah. M- mainly the features, the reports from like SEMA show, Tokyo to Salon, interviews. I've done all that myself. Do you miss any of it? I miss a lot. Because yeah. I remember seeing you at Tokyo Auto Salon. I bumped into you, yeah. Yeah. Since Look, Except... Because of Corona, except yeah, this, this, yeah. this well, it didn't year. happen, did it? I went to SEMA with you, but I never saw you. That's the other reason. Because you were on the other side of town. <laughs> we're in, yeah. We were well behaved, though, to be fair. Mm, no. Where do you stay when you go to Vegas? Uh, depends. Last time was at the New York, New York. Before that yeah. was... I nearly died in that hotel on the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, the stupid uh, thing he didn't lock. I had bullfrogs inside New York, New yeah. York, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's got memories of the New York, New York yeah. Yeah. I guess you had to think this, right? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you were to describe this, the, the media scene now, uh, how would you group it and what would you say about it? The media scene, look, I, I still see uh, a few players from the times when media used to be more traditional. They're still around, they're still trying in a combination of traditional and... Uh, Online uh, contemporary um, media and uh, you know uh, ways of presenting their work. Uh, I can see more more video work, which is quite interesting. And mm. those who are able to produce transition, p- transition and produce quality uh, video materials, uh, they're still sort of staying afloat from the from the old players. Uh, what's happening right now? I assume the the the, the influencers don't fall under media, right? I mean, I don't let's talk about you, them. I don't because know. Because again, I, no, no, you have to. Because again, they, they operate within media. And again, budgets, there are only so many amount of, like so much money. Right. They get put in somewhere. So I think they would be, I would put them in that category for good or for ill. I think right? influencers came under a heavy fi- fire from some of the old school media here in particular. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, you know, and. Do influencers do any good to the scene? I think. Well, I think uh, my my opinion wouldn't matter. I want to see what's like that. So. Look, uh, um, in that transition, I've done some work with the couple of those uh, locally famous uh, influencers on the automotive side, and the beginning was pretty pretty disastrous in terms of their knowledge, the depth, yeah. the expertise. But did it matter? I don't think it matter. But no, 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 not for us, but like actually for the, you know the end result. Did it? For the, for the people that watch and stuff, did it matter? Well, uh, probably not, uh, because the, I mean, the kind of uh, level that they present the materials at, 
is the kind of or even lower that they're following is uh, requiring. People who still want in-depth uh, quality uh, materials will still go to Motor Trend and you know some of these uh, leaders from the from the old traditional media. But uh, the way things happening now with the with the influencers, I think it's um, to me it's a bit disappointing. I I don't want to undermine anybody's work. Some some of these people have made huge uh, successes with the with the way they work. You can but say Supercar Blondie is shit. Uh, look, su- I've worked with Supercar Blondie on a project I've for... Uh, Alex before as well in the past. For uh, City Walk. Okay, yeah. And then, I mean... Oh, those car shows, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. used to organise those and we built uh, that blue uh, 240Z. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, she's done quite a well job. She, she's driven the car around without brakes and without I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> but on the side of being able to introduce the car properly and uh, that was her early stages, might give her that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was expecting more for somebody who was, uh, uh, you know, being paid that much at the time for, you know, an appearance of a few minutes, whereas the, the team has put all the background work there for weeks. Uh, it's, it's a different story. I, 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 I see, like, I kind of like the idea of, I say, I like the idea of influence, but like... But what do you mean? What do you mean is the idea? I don't know. I follow people online that are knowledgeable within the car scene. But that's just a person that has a lot of following because I think there's a difference between... An influencer. Yeah, so for example, um, if you... I'm trying to think now of some car people that I follow that have a lot of following. They are a car person first that has, you know, built uh, an audience and built a reputation and they have a lot of followers. Whereas there's also the influencer, which is almost separate from that, even though both of them have got big numbers. So let's go... But if you're going into it... so. You could probably be seen as a, an influencer in some way when it comes to the Honda scene, and especially back in the day, right? Like Adnan in the last show just said he learned a lot from you, right? So I hope so. <laughs> but but that to me that's a similar thing, right? That is but an like influencer. Supercar Blondie's in this really media side, terrible side in my eyes, right? Like look at me, there's this car. Look at it. I press this button and it turns on. Fucking brilliant. How does it drive, right? Like you know. Yeah, but you're not. It doesn't tell me anything. It's basically a catalogue, but that's fine if that's what they're making. You know, and then so where 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 are we? That influencer word is is very very strange. There's so there's a media personality almost because it does feel like because influencer just means celebrity, just a celebrity on social media, right? Because you've got actual celebrities, you've got a lot of followers, but you've got celebrities that only celebrities on social media, right? And again, if you if you're building cars and doing really cool things on socials, for example, like the Mighty Car Mods guys, right? They've each got they've got a social media following. They've got a YouTube page. They're but building cars. They're having fun, and they, they I like watching their content. They're knowledgeable, but they are also influencers because they've got you know hundreds of thousands of followers. And then when they do stuff, people pay attention. So it's it's not necessarily that that was the problem. I think it's the quality. So when right? so I guess I would have used influencers in the past when we ran a show here, right? Mm-hmm. To gain more outside of the yeah, our world, reach yeah. as such, but they're credible, like well they you know and they're still credible to this day, right? Like so maybe they are a good. I, I'm not against influence. I, I thought there was a part there was there was a point here where local media were like hitting on these influencers, saying they're bad for the scene and stuff. But I still don't think they are. Supercar Blondie, she doesn't even sit in a scene, so it doesn't matter. But someone that's exactly. knowledgeable. And all right, just because they've got followers on Instagram because they're knowledgeable, mm. they have a you know a place in the scene. Look at John, who had his account taken away from him, right? Like, 
he had a lot of people contact him and say, how do I do this? How do I do that? Is John an influencer? He had 60, yeah. 70,000 You know who else followers? was an influencer? I'd say Phil. You Phil, to Phil yeah. McGovern. Phil McGovern was a car guy who was one of the first people here to build a social media following, right? Yeah. He, for like, when, when I met Phil for the first time and I worked with him, he was an influencer because I literally had the question from the head of social at JWT, I need to know some people in the scene that have a big following and they're an actual influencer. And this was before we even used the word influencer. I said, oh, Phil's a legit guy. Go talk to Phil. Because Phil's, a, I'd say, for the scene here for a while, he was uh, one of the big dogs from an influencer perspective. He was. He brought, he brought like a, a, new, a new aspect, a new mm -hmm. flavor to the whole thing. It's like new yeah. flavor. That's even better, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Look, from personally, I, I, I feel like uh, what you mentioned earlier about me being, in a way, an influencer. Um, I prefer actually that old school way where uh, you're doing something, let's say you're doing projects, you're doing, you're racing, you're, you're working something yourself rather quietly, you know, under the radar. radar yeah. And then you realize like there's, oh, there's a following of people interested in what you're doing and, uh, you know, come and ask you technical questions and uh, advice and stuff like that. To me, like I would say the, <laughs> genuine, the genuine side of the influencers where what's happened today is like a mix of media and uh, hype and everything else, plus combined with the latest technology, and the result is what we see. Hmm. I mean, some amazing numbers and uh, yeah. amazing reach. Um, not but sure if it necessarily. But I don't know how. Like, well, I still don't know how a brand quantifies it as well. Right? Yes, but that's easy. That's but uh, again, you just look purely at numbers. Yeah, let's put, let's let, let's break it down this way, right? So you start off with the question because let's have a media question. You start off the question: What's your objective? Are you here to build awareness? Are you here to build familiarity? Are you here to build favorability? Awareness is purely people know the brand. Secondarily, familiarity, I know what this brand is. Favorability is that I actually like it. So you start off with that question. So what do you want to do? So if you want to get everyone to know Gargash, for example, is having a big sale, you go just awareness. I don't care about familiarity. I don't care about favorability. I just want everyone to know about this bloody sale, right? Um, if you understand that question, then you can start thinking about what the solution needs to be, right? So for example, if it's a show, same thing as well. So if you're thinking about how um, you quantify that, you need to first answer that question. What do you want to achieve? So then if you want awareness, you want pure numbers. If you want um, favorability, sorry, like familiarity, then you need to get into like separate things that track and do their own studies. There are quarterly reports that go out for each of these different brands around the region that goes into their, all of these different metrics. Attribution is a massive, massive problem. You've mentioned codes and stuff. That's a very old school way of doing it. Mm. Specific URLs and phone numbers and whatever. But th the truth is it's really, really hard. And at the end of the day, it comes down to a relationship. If you are the media buyer, and you have a relationship with the person who is buying the media and who's selling the media, that's going to be worth a lot more money because you can justify it. And I shouldn't be saying these things on camera. But um, then... Um, an agency, right? I was looking yeah. for popcorn, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that, that in the day really is true because, again, it's, it is a relationship and it is, it's a question of attribution and it's a question of how are you delivering one of those different KPIs. But anyway, going back, going back to... Do you... So where do you see media now in today's term? Like in the automotive scene here like i think it's at a pretty shit point if i'm honest like i don't i'm probably gonna criticize a lot of people here but i'm not gonna name names i don't really think you already did it's okay yeah fuck it <laughs> <laughs> i don't care <laughs> come at me bitch. slaughter them <laughs> um like i don't see anyone in this region credibly do i even want to do car I, I actually look at car reviews on youtube but there's no one here doing it 
There were people doing it in the past here, but definitely... What kind of cars, though? Cause are you doing cars a or Kia Sorento review, or are you doing something that matters? Because uh, they're two different things, right? Yeah, well, I'm just looking at cars that i kind of interested in. Yeah, right? that's different, yeah. So, well, 86, just uh, the new 86 has just been... Well, debut. No, actually, it was the embargo that went yeah. out. Yeah. So, like, we were. So, we have a WhatsApp group between us all. There was a few videos that were getting shared around. They're all fucking terrible, the first ones. And then uh, Matt Farah took it around a, a, a track in America. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. I but I, I have, like, a better understanding of the way he would describe something. So, I kind of, like, trust his opinion in some okay. ways. And that was valuable to me. Is there, I don't think there's anyone in the region that's doing that here with car reviews here. I find it like... No, but, maybe, but maybe you're looking only in English, because I always have Exactly, Arabic, Arabic, Arabic. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I forget Arab, that. Arab TV or something that does... Arab, Arab GT? GT yeah, he wants to... But everyone, like, no disrespect to them, a lot of people that I've spoken to and asked about Arab GT just say that it's quite cheesy, but I don't understand it, right? So I don't know. Like because, But the thing is that this is an Arab's first speaking yeah. region so I think we need to remember that as expats we I look towards international before I look at here but if I'm from here I'm going to look in Arabic they're definitely making money mm. I would say Arab yeah. GT yeah. Yeah. they've taken over that's, uh, that's another reason there's no more money in the business because they've taken it no, <laughs> they, they've earned it I would say look yeah. they started just like you know a team of three people with uh, freelancers with part timers with students and they've done an amazing job YouTube channel strong, I think, isn't it? To a degree, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah what else matters now? YouTube they've, and social. They've, they've won all the business. They and some people I, I know other media were like sort of jealous of them. Yeah, because they yeah, yeah, basically just like taking yeah, yeah. over. It's monopoly. Yeah. Heads off. But listen, like that. So it's the same with Supercar Blondie. Listen, I. It's not like I admire her or whatever, but I think she's worked hard at doing what she's done. Right. You can't just suddenly start an Instagram page and get a certain amount of million followers overnight. Right. right? Built, not bought. <laughs> So, um, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, I don't like, deny that. I, so Arab GT have worked, must have worked hard as well, right? And I there's people that care about it because that's the most important thing. Because yeah. if you're building an audience, you need to have the audience that cares. Your content was always English yeah. based, yeah? yeah. W where are you from, by the way? Just from Bosnia? From Bosnia, yeah? yeah. So, yeah. So English was a second language. We were perfectly fluent. So you did, you, you decided to yeah, just go English. But did you not want to do baby <laughs> Bosnian as well? No, not really. Not really. Uh, tiny, I'd say, it's, a, it? it's a completely different mm. uh, market. And to me, again, the focus was uh, Japanese cars, personally. Yeah. But of course, we covered everything in the in top performance. Uh, not Bosnia, not really, no. Mm. Do you reckon there'd be market for a, 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 another printed magazine to ever come back here, enthusiast-based in the region? Do you think? Mm, it's hard to tell. People don't have time for reading anymore. It's, uh, I, and it's only get getting worse. It's not like, uh, yeah, like a coffee table edition of something which is only features. Yeah, because you, you you can't print news anymore. There. Yeah, that's but true. then yeah. but then I, I could see it almost becoming like vinyl, where it's like a speciality thing that people like enjoy the obscurity or the, like the kind of um, the gimmickiness of like oh I, I like the magazine. Yeah. So the, the example I used was like Magneto or like uh, Octane or like these slightly more um, qu quarterly almost um fancy prints kind of that right. kind of stuff might be something especially now because I, I the thing i'd say is that as japanese car enthusiasts i think all of us in this room um we are maturing into an older age group which have a bit more disposable income and people are looking for these cars so if you look at the, the price of japanese cars they are like the last few years have gone up the, through the roof yeah. off the back of that some kind of media that takes it seriously could be something but locally, probably not, right? Like we don't Who have time to die, die. We don't have time to. You've just said it. We don't have time to digest it, right? 
and news travels too fast because social is instant now, right? Like, you wouldn't wait for a magazine or a newspaper to come out. You know it straight away via Instagram, YouTube. And yeah. a bias TikTok guide, to yeah. look forward to now. And then uh, probably videos will, will, will come before, like, full printed features. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very few will now go back to say, oh, on the weekend, I'll just read this feature because it's got so many details. No, watch the video, put it in the background. Would yeah, you say so videos, you touch on video, I'd say it's probably the most important form of media now, right? Like, you can get a lot in a 10-minute video. And the quality can be good. I've seen some really, really, like the Haggerty stuff. What's his name again? The the, the stuff, the, the, the GR86 review we watched. What's his name? Jason Camisa. Jason Camisa. Like, that's really good, interesting, well-read uh, well-researched content. I'm just going to interrupt because there's a strange fellow with dreadlocks who keeps looking in it. Can you just <laughs> check that there's no one waiting to yeah, come no in? There are people doing really well-researched and produced content on YouTube like Jason Kamisa. But not in this region? I agree. Apart yeah. from Arab GT? No, I would say Arab GT is not like that. It's not that, that well-researched and technical. Right, okay, yeah, uh, I've probably heard that as well. But they do a lot, they cover a lot, and they, they mix... Uh, New car launches, test drives, uh, custom cars, visits to some, some tuners and stuff like that, yeah. interviews. So they've covered quite a broad range. Mm. Uh, I would prefer that to be a bit more uh, in-depth. Uh, from what I heard, obviously. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I get you. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, it's, it's not this, I don't think it's the same type. What you're talking about is uh, the, those, those few remaining quality review, reviewers or reviews mm. uh, worth watching and, uh, you know, worth saving for the weekend. But th then that goes into the second question, that like that exists, I've just named it, right? Yep. What would you expect it to be here? What's the peculiarity you'd pick up here? What's, what's the thing that would offer it for here? Like, if you're thinking, I would want to watch the review from the UAE okay, because yeah, I get yeah. a UAE perspective. What is it like the weather? <laughs> what's going to make it different? It's like, if I've already got good stuff well, in the US. You're just someone you trust, right? Like, so if they're going to do... Yeah, I'll watch it because I enjoy their content or I so it just like their point of view. Like, there are some some people here that, like I talk to, and I'd never, ever drive that type of car, but I like to get their idea of that car or their view in, in general of cars, yeah. like, a bit more neutral. But these are not media guys. It's just, like, mates, right? Like, mm, right. you know, or people that have workshops or are involved in the car scene here. Mm. I definitely don't think we have a strong... Unfortunately, in, a, in an English-speaking world, I, I really don't think we have that form of strong kind of media here, or even personalities here. Like, there are some big Arab guys that are on YouTube that you know, go to these... You probably go to some of these shitty media events. I try I not to go to them. Yeah, I try not to go to them. But, but you know, there are some people, I think, that, that do kind of well out of this. But there's definitely no one that I would say, oh, I'm looking forward to... His review. Yeah. Or her review. Yeah. 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 Uh, and producer Ahmed, actually, Mr. Ahmed himself has a question because yeah. I know that you've uh, you've had something that you wanted to ask. So. Yeah, so um, there are a lot of car launches and there are a lot of videos and productions that to go and they have an embargo and deals that they get to see the cars before it actually launches outside the UAE. The only time something similar ever happened in the UAE, I believe, is with the Land Cruiser. It's very relevant to the region, but why don't we, what's missing from the scene that prevents such a thing from happening with other cars, like the 86. We have a lot of disposable income here. We like sports cars here. We spend a lot of money on cars here. What's missing from the scene for the media here to have exclusive access to these events, these launches, 
I'd at say the same level. Tiny market, right? Yeah, but like, tiny surely. market. I think the Land Cruiser's a big market. For but they get sent international, I'd say. Like, for the example, the Mustang one, because I remember working with Ford and they got sent to the US to do the Mustang launch. Yeah. It just didn't happen here. So, like, you're right. It's the Patrol and the Land Cruiser that have the volume here that can sustain some kind of thing. But again, it's not our opinion. I guess I hand over to Snacko. Right. Uh, look, I think here things are very specific again. You mentioned one of the reasons. Second thing is the way it's from the other side now, from the other end. It's how the, uh, the car dealers or the regional offices handle the launch of the vehicles and how they handle the media. To me, uh, it's such a huge and boring stereotype. And then they're struggling to, f- to find any creative aspect to, to a car launch. And more important is what, hel- what hotel it's uh, based at. Yeah. Uh, how good are the rooms and the buffets and the gifts that the media get? And the actual launches are sometimes very, very dry. Uh, in terms of embargoes, I think that's something internal that the companies handle. I don't think that uh, it's, it's the region. It, it happens. Uh, although I think embargoes are ridiculous, uh, uh, car shows are becoming ridiculous because everything leaks. What le- car shows? I, haven't, I don't know. <laughs> what car shows are still left? I mean, everything leaks, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you even wonder, like, why do people... Why do you have going to? Why do we have motor Look, actually, just now, motor show doesn't exist anymore here. By the way, do you know that? Sorry, motor show doesn't exist anymore here. The Dubai motor show has been changed. It's been reimagined. Yeah, yeah. No filter. No filter. DXB. I've just been added to a WhatsApp group as well. Which yeah, me too. But like to that point, you've you've now had the eighty six, the Z, and something else. Basically, all have a big news press thing at the same time international, and it's kind of proved that you don't need motor shows. I'd almost say. Right. Possibly. Uh, I, I think we still need them, and especially what happens with, with, with COVID, that people are so hungry for events. So I would say for yeah. a few, few coming years, people still be dying to go to, to, to car events. But what will happen in the near future? That's, uh, it's getting ruined by, by leaks, by social media, by those... Well, we never know. had social media back in the day, right? So it's much exactly. easier to keep on top of stuff. You know? Right. But it to only me takes one person to walk around a car show on the build-up. Everything's exactly. gone, right? Well, let's see. They, 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 they're promoting SEMA show and today I read that yeah. they, they're going to go ahead with it no matter what. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, in, in two minds, like, you know, uh, be reasonable, be safe. Or they're like, I have to go. You know, like, so I don't think I'm ever going back. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed back. <laughs> I'm allowed back. Anything goes in Vegas, right? Like <laughs> and they've added this new hall across the road, uh, completely new uh, uh, section, huge one. Yeah. So, and they're saying it's going to be really rich, good. Lots of stuff, new features. I like this tone, by the way, just before we wrap up, because I'm worried about time. Let's talk about something optimistic. What are you optimistic about, actually? What about, uh, sorry? What are you optimistic about? What are you looking forward to? What's the thing that's still making you uh, like get up and get, get excited about cars? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic. Or I'm, no. not, I'm not. <laughs> it's shit. It's a very good response. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I don't think there is so much now to, 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 to make you feel optimistic. But I mean, what makes you get up in the morning is that is the passion. Uh, that has not changed in the last 30 years. It's just like, you know, obviously I'm different, different I'm older, I'm, you know, in different mindset and different priorities, but that thing is still there. Like, it's like no day goes without thinking of, you know, my car and what I need to do to it or what other car I need to buy, what parts are on the way, what parts I should be ordering, checking the auctions, checking this, that, and, you know, do bizzle. So I think from on the automotive side, that motivation is still there. And I think that's a positive thing, even, can I say, at my age? But <laughs> I mean, it, those days and these times, uh, I think that's something that's still motivating lots of people, even in those through difficult times. And 
financially, health-wise, politically, whatever you want to, to, to name. The it's passion still, never dies. Yeah. It's a strong, a strong motivator and something that keeps people going. Look at that nun, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's, I think that's the positive note in, 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 in a lot of negativity, you know? Mm. Nice. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Just any shout-outs or anything you're working on maybe? An um, absolute massive media platform we have here with the podcast. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on not right now. Like I'm, I'm come, I've come a bit off the uh, media scene uh, and working on uh, earthly things like you know distribution of spare parts and stuff like that. Uh, no, not really. I'm, I'm more like contemplating on the, on the personal side uh, how I would love to visit the SEMA show in Tokyo in January and blah blah blah. But uh, uh, let's see, it's been a busy time for me as well uh, in a new environment, so uh, maybe on your next episode. There we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> if this we make it good. past four. <laughs> yeah. This is our fifth now. Is it fifth? This is, is our fifth. One we can't publish, so this is four. Why no, actually, we just did Sid like eight times. No. <laughs> there's, there's one that we can't publish. You swear too much? or It's not the swearing. I'm not worried about that. I think okay. it's the people might take offence. Right. It's actually on that on that cliff uh, on that change your fucking yeah. wing, Alex. Yeah. There we go. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, tune in for the next one. Bye. <laughs>